Chris Kwanzaa. Woohoo! I know, right? Yeah. Welcome to the feed. I'm Classic Terry. I'm Kennedy. The feed this week, our last feed, is brought to you by Shop at Nate, where you can shop in your socks for all your holiday delights. It's a cozy time. It is indeed. Now, Kennedy, what 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 are you doing? Um, well, I'm all ready for the holiday season. I got my hot chocolate right here, and I made a fire in the studio so we can be nice and warm and just snuggle by it after we're done the feed. Oh, okay, oh no! You let, you oh no! Fire. I didn't! Why I didn't put bricks in it! I'm so oh, sorry! Chop it up! Chop it up! Don't blow on it! Okay, okay. Okay, well, I think just it's under leave control. that be for now. I'm Don't blow panic. any more air on it. Okay. Ugh. Yes, fires are nice, hot cocoa's nice, they're all great traditions. Not that fire in the studio is not necessarily an NR92 tradition. No, I'm really sorry. But we want to learn about a couple more traditions, so we brought Liz into the studio for that. Hey guys, little smoky in here still, Kennedy. I don't I'm, think that was the best idea. I'm working guys, on it. Sorry. You're lucky you don't have a fire alarm in here, like a smoke detector? I bugger would be going off all the time. But yes, I am here to talk about Christmas traditions, more so about cultural Christmas traditions. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and with so many different traditions and variations found around the world, Christmas is a very diverse holiday. Here in Canada, we have such a diverse population that many traditions we have stem from other cultures. Some of the main traditions that we have is sending out Christmas cards, decorating a Christmas tree, stockings are hung up, and of course, a huge Christmas meal. The small community I grew up in was a pure Dutch community, so we celebrated Dutch Christmas, which takes place on December 5th and 6th. This is the day when Santa Claus brings you gifts, and he travels in with his servant, Black Peter, and then he sees children who have been good or bad. If they have been bad, then Black Peter stuffs them in a sack and the kids are taken away for a year to learn how to behave. The good kids, of course, receive gifts. So the day of Santa Claus of Fond, we would always celebrate it at school. So we would pull names, have a secret gift exchange, and play games. One of our favorite traditions was leaving one of our shoes out in the hall so Santa Claus could leave candy in it. Christmas in Austria and Germany share very similar traditions with their Dutch neighbors, which is mostly December 5th and 6th when St. Nicholas comes to town. Except he isn't accompanied by Black Peter. Instead, it's a big horned monster named Krampus who carries chains and will punish and scare children. Rumor has it, he'll even drag them to hell. Christmas trees are also very important in this region, and they are brought in and decorated on Christmas Eve. Then families would gather around and sing Christmas carols, especially Silent Night. In Mexico, Christmas is almost a month-long celebration. It starts on December 16th and goes straight to January 6th. Children perform the Posada Procession, which celebrates a part of the Christmas story where Joseph and Mary look for a place to stay. Children will go to houses of friends and neighbors and sing a song at each home. They are either told to go away or they are welcomed in and they have a party. Each night, someone else will host a posada, and then the final one would wrap up on Christmas Eve. Christmas trees are not a big decoration piece in Mexico. Instead, it's a nativity scene. Santa Claus is also mentioned in Mexican culture, but he's not the only one who brings gifts to children. Baby Jesus or the Three Kings are also gift givers as well. These are only a few of the Christmas traditions that are celebrated around the world, but it's pretty cool that many of them have similar aspects but are done so differently. Yeah, so... It's not just um, not just us that have like certain sec- tr- Christmas traditions, and even in some uh, some cultures, it's really neat. Like uh, depending on which calendar you follow, the Julian or the Gregorian calendar, um, Christmas is also celebrated on January seventh, depending like uh, Ukrainian Christmas. Because since we have like such a big Ukrainian population here, you probably notice that a lot of people do celebrate that. So some people get two Christmases, which is pretty neat. Oh, so jealous! Yeah. What are your Christmas traditions? 
Uh, every morning, my mom, well, the night before, she makes Christmas morning wife saver, which is like French bread with like onion and egg, and like it's like kind of like a fancy French toast with cheese and ham in the middle, and we have that every Christmas morning, and it's super good. How about you, Terry? See, for me, it's always my dad's pancakes. Nowhere can you go where you'll find better pancakes, especially on Christmas morning. Very nice. <laughs> Such delicious things. <laughs> but one of my biggest traditions every year, and I don't care who knows it, I play Christmas music year round. But for me, it's not really the holidays without Christmas music. Despite when you think it's the right time to start playing Christmas music, these tunes are present throughout the year and throughout history. See what I did there with the, the present thing? <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Long before there was Michael Bublé, Josh Groban, Harry Connick Jr., Elvis, or even Frank Sinatra, Christmas carols were first sung in Europe, originally as pagan songs sung at the winter solstice. The earliest roots of Christmas songs date back to around the 2nd century AD, when a Roman bishop said that the song called Angel's Hymn should be sung at a Christmas service in Rome. Soon after the 8th century, composers all over Europe started to write Christmas carols, but they were not entirely received well as they were all written and sung in Latin, which the average person couldn't understand. Could you imagine trying to sing Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer in Latin? Good luck! Fast forward to the late 19th and early 20th centuries when jazz music was born. Jazz started taking traditional Christmas tunes and turned them into modern holiday masterpieces. This was done at the hands of artists like Louis Armstrong, Is that you, Santa Claus? Nat King Cole, Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Bing Crosby. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. And arguably the most well-known, Vince Guaraldi with a Charlie Brown Christmas. Masterpieces became pop tunes and new holiday tunes emerged with the likes of Elvis Presley. Christmas. Perry Como. Oh, there's no and Jose Feliciano. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. And now we've arrived back at the present. And the next evolution of holiday music coming from every direction, like movies, You're the one, Mr. Grinch. Mariah Carey, Kelly Clarkson. And Michael Bublé. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. No matter how you look at it, Christmas music is one genre that has been and will keep adapting because there is a Christmas song out there for everyone. Oh, Christmas music. Yes. Michael Bublé. <laughs> It's, like, it's, it's just such a great Christmas tradition to just have the music surround you, fill you, warm you yeah. up. and <laughs> do, do you smell that? Oh, it smells really good. It does. It oh. smells delicious. Hey, guys. Do oh, What is that? Dan, is that oh, you? It's just me, guys. It's okay. That's new not cologne. entirely true. It's a new cologne. Okay. Uh, but it? what is it? Well, you know, guys, we're talking Christmas. There's one thing about Christmas that stands out to me above all else. Might be because I'm a, I'm a fat guy. But it's the baking. Christmas. What a crazy time of year. Family, friends, jingles, cheers, and food. Oh, man, the food. All the Christmas cooking. It's literally the best part of the holiday. 
who doesn't love grabbing a, a big helping of stuffing, filling the belly with some turkey, or drinking some eggnog around your VHS version of the campfire show? It's also the most time-consuming part of the holiday. Getting all the recipes right, actually making them, I mean, who has time for that? The best way to make cooking easier and less stressful on Christmas Day is to get organized and prepare as much as possible in advance, leaving you more time to spend with your family. Thanks, Gordon. Spending the time with the family, exactly what I love doing. My family even has a little Christmas game that we do with cooking. Here's Mama Rack to explain what we actually do. Cherry flips are a shortbread-based cookie that you roll into a ball and put a cherry in the middle. The game is you get to pick cherry flip. You have to guess what color of cherry is inside it. If you get the right color, you can have a second one. How long have we been doing this tradition? As far back as I can remember, and for generations beyond that, it's a family thing. Thanks, Mom. Cherry flips are delicious. You know what else is delicious? Stuffing. Christmas dinner for me is not about food piled high on a plate. Less is more. I'd rather have five or six things on a plate that taste absolutely delicious than ten items tasting average. Stuffing, for instance. I'd much rather put a lot more effort into the stuffing and enjoy it, but eat a lot less of it. See, I think that's where we differ, Mr. Ramsey. I do enjoy some stuffing, but I am going to pile it high on my plate. What are you? An idiot sandwich. Now, stuffing's one of my favorite Christmas dishes, but I wonder what everyone else's favorite dish is. So I went around Nate, and I chatted with a couple people. My favorite Christmas dish would be turkey and cheesecake. I like turkey. I'm a turkey-holic. Mince pies. Whatever. Turkey. Uh, stuffing. Shortbread cookies. Pierogies. Eggnog. Uh, stuffing. Stuffing? Oh god, anything but fruitcake. I'm kind of a turkey and gravy guy, keep it simple. After hearing all that, convince me that Christmas cooking isn't the best part of the holiday. I dare you. So guys, let me ask you, what's your favorite holiday dish? Terry, you were talking about your dad's pancakes. Oh, the pancakes, just the pancakes. <laughs> the way he makes them, first thing in the morning with bacon, and it's just, either that or it's the, the stuffing. Yeah? What yeah. about you, Kennedy? Uh, my aunt makes really good sweet potato pie with pecans on it, and my mom makes homemade cranberry sauce, and it's so good. You can eat it by itself. It's mm. so nice. Oh, I'm so hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love food so much, but one of the t I feel like it's the top two. It's tied with food for Christmas and movies. I feel like I just hole up in my house and just watch a ton of Christmas movies, and I kind of wanted to explore what that night looks like. It's pitch black outside. I don't want to go out there, so I won't. At least I have this massive box of Christmas movies to get me through the darkness. I could just make it easy and go by what year they came out. And just watch them in that order. 1946. It's a Wonderful Life stars Jimmy Stewart. It's in black and white. It's a long one, but it pays off. Oh, what's after that one? Hey, 1954. Snow, 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 snow. It won't be long before we'll all be there with snow. Snow, snow. I want to wash my hands, my face, and hair with snow. 
Point Christmas had Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney. It's a musical. It's funny. It's classic. 1965. I like getting presents and sending Christmas cards and decorating trees and all that, but I'm still not happy. I always end up feeling depressed. Charlie Brown, you're the only person I know who can take a wonderful season like Christmas and turn it into a problem. It's a TV special, but that counts in my book. It's earnest, deals with how commercialized Christmas is, and gets down to what really matters. Wow, did I not like anything in the 80s or 70s? Ah, oh, 1992. I'll drink to Mr. Scrooge, even though he is odious, <laughs> stingy, <laughs> and badly dressed. Humbug. Scrooge. Jacob Molly. That's scary stuff. Should we be worried about the kids in the audience? No, it's all right. This is culture. God bless us, everyone. Whatever. But the Christmas Carol is the first movie they did without Jim Henson, and you can feel it with how dark and melancholy it is. His son Brian directed it, but it's still got that meta humor and its puppets, so it never gets too Halloween, and the songs are really uplifting, so it always balances it out. In the year 2000, the movie I thought was too scary as a child, and now I can relate to it on a level the size of Mount Crumpet. And if I wanted to go, my schedule wouldn't allow it. Four o'clock, wallow in self-pity. Four thirty. Stare into the abyss. Five o'clock, solve world hunger. Tell no one. Five-thirty, jazzercise. Six-thirty, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. The Grinch was the first attempt at the Dr. Seuss story since the 60s cartoon. The story of a miserly creature that steals Christmas, but it happens anyway, and it's heartwarming. Dang, all the movies I like aren't even that new. This one's only 2003. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. Elf is a movie that can be enjoyed by all audiences, and also gets better the more you rewatch it. Don't watch it too much. It's like eating that spaghetti with syrup and pop tarts and chocolate sauce. Way too sweet. Enjoy the holidays and the cinema that goes with it. Can you can you pass the caramel popcorn, please? No, like you've been hogging it. Come on, pass it over. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Terry, do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Oh, that's that's a long <laughs> list there. For this me, uh, aside of you know my affinity for Charlie Brown, yeah. I'd have to go for either The Grinch or A Muppet Christmas Carol. Those are those are both really good ones. Definitely along those lines. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have a guilty pleasure for Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas, too, even though it's it's not that great, but I like it anyway. Oh, fair enough. You got <laughs> Tim Curry in there. It's yeah, still something. it's great. <laughs> well, we have food, we have music, movies. We still need to get through a couple more things that have to deal with this jolly holiday. Yeah. And we'll get to that just after this.